The early 2000s was a great time for gaming. We saw a lot of great games come out, and it was the start of many franchises that still exist today. And for me personally, it's when I began my gaming hobby as a kid growing up, so it was very special. The early 2000s were awesome for me specifically because of both gaming and growing up a Star Wars fan. And those two things eventually combined in 2004 and 2005 when the Star Wars Battlefront franchise started in the midst of the prequel trilogy. When I talk about Star Wars on the channel, I am always referring to the elements of the franchise that make it cool. Lightsabers, the Force, the Jedi, the Sith, the ships and other lore elements that have made Star Wars one of the greatest franchises in the entertainment industry. But actually, there's one element that I don't think gets as much credit, and it's the big battles that the movies and even the shows nowadays are centered around. Sure, we care mostly about the main plot and the main characters and the cool-looking ships and vehicles, but the grand scale of the battles which pit one army against the other is also really cool. As cool as it is to be a Jedi and swing around with a lightsaber, it's actually pretty cool to just be a stormtrooper or a clone trooper in the thick of it fighting in a major battle such as Endor, Hoth, and Geonosis. Also, who wouldn't want a dogfight in space in an X-Wing or a TIE fighter among Star Destroyers up above a planet's atmosphere? We got to experience this cool side of Star Wars almost 20 years ago thanks to LucasArts and Pandemic Studios. I'm feeling a bit nostalgic today, so let's take a look back at one of my favorite gaming franchises over the years. Let's reflect on the good stuff and also take a look at what soured the franchise once EA got a hold of it. This is Star Wars Battlefront. The first two Star Wars Battlefront games were created by two of the best gaming studios back in the time, Pandemic Studios and LucasArts, which is now known as Lucasfilm Games. LucasArts made a ton of games, many of them Star Wars of course. Pandemic was also a successful studio before going defunct in 2009. Other popular games that they made include Mercenaries, Destroy All Humans, and The Saboteur. All great games and franchises. So, the very first Star Wars Battlefront game released in 2004 with some hype, as it was scheduled to be released at the same time as the original trilogy DVD set was scheduled to come out. And then you had Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, which was coming out the following year, so Star Wars excitement was pretty high around this time. Now the game was relatively simple, there were three game modes to choose from, a campaign, galactic conquest, and instant action, which was a variety of game modes. The campaign was a very simple story that took you through the events of the first five movies essentially. You got to play through some battles as each of the four factions, the clones, the separatists, the empire, and the rebels. Galactic Conquest was the most intricate game mode. It was kind of a strategy game mode where you pick one army and fight to take control of planets and dominate the galaxy. It's a turn-based mode, so your opponent will also be making strategic moves as well. Once you capture a planet, you are allowed to use its bonus. Instant Action is the mode that I played most. You were able to jump right into the battles of your choice. There were many maps and battles to choose from, and most of them would allow you to pick which era of factions to fight with. So it was possible for clones and battle droids to fight in some battles that took place during the original trilogy. Heroes and villains would also run around the battlefield with you as well, so you got to see the likes of Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, Mace Windu, and even Count Dooku. This game is the true definition of a fun Star Wars game. The game did not focus on leveling up and grinding for cool things like you see in a lot of games today. You simply got to throw yourself in the battle and immerse yourself into a Star Wars war zone. The entire soundtrack was music from the movies, and supposedly around 1200 different sound effects and elements were taken from Star Wars reference material. Some of those elements were actually recorded during a two-day visit at the Skywalker Ranch. Legendary Star Wars actors also lended their voices for the game, Tamora Morrison, Tom Kane, and Nick Jameson. 
Battlefront 2 released the following year, and it was fundamentally similar to the first game. Some new gameplay mechanics were added. For example, you could play as the heroes and villains this time around. And then my favorite mode in Instant Action was Heroes vs. Villains. You'd pick a side and battle it out with nothing but heroes on Tatooine, with of course the awesome soundtrack playing in the background the entire time. You still pick between the classes of each faction. Each faction had unique units, you know, you could select a Droidica if you play as the Separatists. You could also be a Wookiee or a Bothan Spy if you were playing as the Rebels. While most of the gameplay was the same, it was polished and there were some additions to the content. You still had the three main modes, you had a campaign with a much better story, the story was called Rise of the Empire, and you played as the clones as they fought in the Clone Wars and then transitioned into Stormtroopers of the Galactic Empire. There were cutscenes in between missions where a soldier would narrate each battle and talk about what was happening as the timeline continued throughout the Clone Wars and into the Galactic Civil War. The game also included space battles, so you were able to dogfight with different ships, you were able to actually land into the enemy's main ship like a Star Destroyer and take out the life support and the shields and everything in order to destroy that ship and win the mode. And you can even, you know, go in like defense turrets and defend the ship if you wanted to. So a lot of great options even just in the space battles. Galactic Conquest was relatively similar to the first game, but you were able to earn credits for playing successfully, and those credits could be used to buy new soldier classes, new fleets, and bonuses to provide support during battles. Now, my only complaint with this mode is that you would often repeat the same battles, because one minute you would capture, say, Hoth, and then immediately after, your opponent wants to try recapturing it by sending another fleet over there, and these stalemates would get annoying fast because they'd be repetitive and sometimes really hindered your progress, especially if you ended up losing a couple of times because maybe the enemy had a better bonus like extra reinforcements and whatnot. But really that's my only complaint of the mode. Instant Action added more game modes and maps. The game's content basically corresponds with Revenge of the Sith, which was released a few months prior to the game coming out. They added Capture the Flag, Space Battles like I mentioned, and a game mode called Hunt which was very unique. In Hunt you played as or against the inhabitants of some planets in Star Wars. For example, you could be the lovable Ewoks on Endor and kick Stormtrooper ass or eliminate the Teddy Bear army as a Stormtrooper. The original Battlefront 2 was my favorite. It captured the spirit of Star Wars just like the first game, but it also added to it and felt like a proper sequel in my opinion. It wouldn't be until 2015 when we got another main Battlefront title, but first I want to give a quick shout out to the two PSP games that came out in 2007 and 2009. Now, Battlefront 2 did come out on the PSP as well, but virtually the same game with a couple little differences. But I want to specifically talk about Renegade Squadron, which released in 2007, and Elite Squadron, which came out in 2009. Now obviously the gameplay for these games was not as great as playing the console versions, but they were still fun because they did some things differently. The Renegade campaign focuses on an elite squad of rebels fighting the Empire, Elite Squadron story focused on two clone brothers that had the DNA of a Jedi. You play as the brother who eventually turned good and joined the Rebel Alliance once the Galactic Civil War started, and you eventually battle your brother who chose the Sith. One of the best parts of the PSP games was the fact that there were customization options. You could choose the look of your soldier. You could make him a human or one of the many species in the Star Wars galaxy. You could also customize your class as well. You could change your weapons and your gear. You could even change the colors of your uniform. The colors would change for yourself, your teammates, and even the vehicles you would ride around in. Now I'll admit, all these games I'm talking about right now, I did not play online back then. I played many hours by myself or split screen with friends that would come over and hang out. 
but I can talk about the two most recent games that did feature some great multiplayer. Ten years after Battlefront 2's release, EA, DICE, and Criterion Games released a new Battlefront game, basically a reboot. I remember being very excited for this game, I was already a Battlefield fan and I was so down to see a Star Wars version of Battlefield. You know, big maps, a bunch of vehicles, tons of players running around with those Star Wars themes. It's like a dream come true. And so the Battlefront game of 2015 was pretty good. The gameplay, visuals, music, and production was all top-notch. However, there was some criticism due to the amount of content in the game, there was no campaign, and the game implemented a season pass. So the game eventually had a bunch of content once the DLCs and updates came around. This game came out basically during the beginning of the crap we face in multiplayer games today. It was disappointing to see the game only focus on the original trilogy. Sure, it was perhaps too early for sequel trilogy stuff since this came out right before The Force Awakens released, but still, there was no reason to not have the Clone Wars era like in every other game that came out. The game did feature a lot of game modes like Walker Assault, Fighter Squadron, so more space battles, Blast, which was TDM, Supremacy, which was basically Conquest, you had Hero Hunt, Heroes vs. Villains, and Cargo. Overall, it was nice to play a modern-day Star Wars multiplayer shooter that focused on big battles. We never really got many of those other than these Battlefront games, but now, in this era when multiplayer is obviously so big, it was cool to get. I want to spend the remaining time talking about the most recent game, which is the most controversial game. The second Battlefront 2 came out in 2017. Now this game did a better job in the content department, the game featured a campaign, and in my opinion the story was cool and an underrated part of the game in my opinion. You play as Aiden Versio who serves the Empire. She gets captured by the Rebel Alliance after the Battle of Endor, and it's a cool story that centers around Operation Cinder, which was Palpatine's plan for the Empire should he die. The Empire was literally burning and destroying major cities on planets that would not support the Empire. Basically Palpatine's revenge. Because of this, Aiden joins the Rebel Alliance and goes against her father who is an admiral in the Empire. The game did a much better job in the content department compared to the 2015 game like I said earlier. There was content featured from all three trilogies and new content was added over time, again due to the releases of the Solo movie, The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker. All these movies came out during the game's lifespan and they did a good job of adding more cosmetics, maps, and things like that. And just like the game that came before it, great visuals, great gameplay, everything was smooth, there were many heroes, ships, vehicles, weapons, gadgets, abilities, it was all pretty cool. However, corporate greed would trump all the fun in this game in the beginning of its lifespan. The game had major issues with microtransactions. See, this game came out during the loot box era, if you remember that dreadful time. Gamers and the gaming press criticized EA for putting a loot box mechanic into the game, and this was discovered, you know, during like the beta early access period, you know, the game wasn't fully out yet and all this stuff came to light. Gamers could spend real money to receive numerous in-game items that would give them gameplay advantages. And the developers eventually adjusted the amount of in-game items a player could receive while playing through the game. Now here's the biggest slap in the face gamers and Star Wars fans had to deal with. Players had to use in-game currency to unlock heroes and villains like Darth Vader. A Reddit user made this a huge issue after he complained about paying $80 for the deluxe edition of the game and still having characters like Vader locked. Players were estimating that you would have to play about 40 hours in order to accumulate enough credits to unlock a single hero. EA's community team responded on Reddit shortly after to that criticism and they defended their actions. They claimed that their intent was to give players a sense of pride and accomplishment after unlocking a hero. Yeah, okay, that's a lot of fun in a Star Wars game. 
EA's defense on Reddit became the most downvoted comment in Reddit's history. There was a total of 667,821 downvotes on the comment. On November 12th of 2017, EA took out microtransactions entirely. And the crazy thing is, again, like what I just said, all of this drama occurred before the global release. The game technically released on November 17th. It was infuriating to see corporate greed suck the fun out of a Star Wars game like that, even if it was short-lived. You could also use the currency to purchase different skins and looks for the different soldiers, especially clone troopers. There was a ton of different varieties of them, and it was still kind of bogus. I had to invest a lot of time in the game in order to unlock the clone trooper outfit from Revenge of the Sith, specifically the clones that fought with Yoda to defend Kashyyyk. Those troopers with that green camo armor are some of my favorites. Now here's the final, in my opinion, slap in the face. Despite EA adding new maps, cosmetics, and other things and updates to go along with the movies that came out, and even the final season of Clone Wars, the company announced on April 29th of 2020 that they were stopping the live service for the game. Now this was just a few months prior to the final season of Clone Wars coming out. Now EA did technically add a few new Clone Wars cosmetics for characters like Anakin and Obi-Wan, but you would think they would have added more Clone Wars stuff, maybe more battles and planets, or adding characters like Ahsoka and Captain Rex. Nope, why would we get something cool like that? I still play this game occasionally for fun with friends, but the overall opinion of this game by the community was soured from the beginning, and I don't think it ever truly recovered because of the corporate greed by EA at the beginning. Well, Battlefront was, and in a way still is, a good franchise. I still prefer the first two games from way back in the day because they just focused on fun gameplay with all the cool themes and content from the most memorable moments in Star Wars. The newer games do offer that Battlefield-esque experience. Like I said, it was very cool to play through the franchise's iconic battles with a ton of other people. It was nice to play with smooth controls and visually appealing graphics. It just sucks that season passes, microtransactions, and grinding mechanics became the main focus in the modern games. Despite my disappointment with the modern games, I will always cherish the original Battlefront games that came out in 2004 and 2005. Thanks for watching. Let me know your thoughts on the Battlefront franchise down below in the comments. Please like the video and subscribe to the channel. I appreciate whatever support you could give. You can also find my content on podcasting platforms. Honestly, just Google Analyze This Podcast and you'll find me on a handful of podcasting platforms of your choice. You can find me on X and TikTok as well. X at Analyze This underscore YT and TikTok at Analyze This 54 underscore YT. Thanks again for watching and take care.